by Rabianko Rap. In memory of his father's yard site, Rab Shmuel Rabyankev Akoyen. The yard site was on the past Shabbos of Vav Marchezm. So he's dedicating, today's shir is dedicated to his memory, to Neshamaz Al-Habman Aliyah, and he should be a Melitzyesher, a Gutebeter, for Yankel and his family, for Rabbi Yankel Rapp and his family. Yeah, B'Serch Klal Yisroel, L'chaim V'Levroch. Amen. L'chaim, L'chaim, Shloyach. And being that the shir is dedicated to a Koyen and sponsored by a Koyen, we will discuss an Indian which is negated to Koyani. And that is as follows. <clears throat> the Rambam tells us and teaches us in Hilchis Melochim Umelcham and Perik Chi, the ninth Perik, Halacha Aleph. So there, if you have a Rambam, excuse me, before we go on, for all those in order to, to preach, to, to share, to appreciate what's going to go on here, to please take out a Chumish Bereshis and if possible, a Chumish Bamidbar, because we're going to be focusing on the Parshish in Parshish Lech Lecha and in Parshish Toldois and in Parshish Matois. So please be so kind and take out have you an access to a chumish? Chamisha chumshetayra. If you have a Rambam, as other Abba, take out your Rambam. And Hilchas Malachim says the Rambam, Perik Chi, in the ninth Perik, the Rambam enumerates the mitzvahs which were commanded and kept before Matan Torah. And he enumerates the six mitzvahs which Odom Orishan was commanded in, then a seventh mitzvah which Noyach was commanded in. The Rambam says, so was followed. Those are the Sheva mitzvahs b'nei noyach. And that was, was followed b'chol ha'olam till Avram. The Rambam goes on to say, Avram was nitztava yeser al elu b'mila. In addition to the seven mitzvahs, Avram was nitztava, was commanded in, in mila. V'hu hispalel shachris, and he davin shachris. Yitzchak hifrish meiser, Yitzchak added another mitzvah, and that is he was separated tithes. And he added another tefillah towards the evening, and that is the tefillah's mincha. And he continues, Yankov added another, to, another mitzvah, we'll be learning about it later on in the parashis, and Vayishlach, and he davened arvis. And he concludes of the Mitzrayim Nitztavo Amram ben Mitzvah Yisairis and Mitzrayim. Amram, Moshe's father, was commanded an additional mitzvah. What mitzvah did the Mephorshim discuss? What mitzvah they go out of the way to find which mitzvah Amram was commanded in? And he concludes, until Moshe Rabbeinu came. The Torah was concluded, completed through Moshe Rabbeinu. And the, the, there's a separate discussion, which we're not going to discuss now. Why is it relevant for the Rambam to bring and enumerate all of this as an introduction to Moshe Rabbeinu, as if to say that as if we know the Rambam himself writes in the Sechter Chulin and Pirish HaMishnais, the known Pirish HaMishnais, referenced many times in the Rebbe's works in the Lukut HaSichas. The Rambam says that we do mekayim our mitzvahs only because Moshe HaKadosh Baruch was a mitzvah and Moshe Rabbeinu at Sina, and he mentions the Gidanosha there too. And he says also the same in Mitzvah Smila. 
nevertheless, the Rambam enumerates the different mitzvahs because if you'll take a good look at the Pirush Mishnah, you'll see that Masa Ovi similar bonim. It's relevant to know that there was a mitzvah Smilo Be Avram and a mitzvah Gedanosha Be Yaakov. Nevertheless, we do it because we were commanded for Moshe Be Sinai. Okay, so this seems to be be uh, identify with uh, the, what he says in Pirush Mishnah. But again, the focus is on the Hasogas Haravid. The Ravid when he sees that the Rambam highlights and says, the Yitzchok Hifrish Meiser, the Rambam is speaking and says, Avram was Nitztava Yeser Aleilu B'Milion, Avram Avinu was commanded a mitzvah smila like we learn at the end of Parshas Lech Lecha, in this week's Parsha. V'hu Hispalel Shachris, and he davened Shachris. Then he says, what did Yitzchok add? The Yitzchok Hifrish Meiser, and he added another tefillah. So on this, the Ravid says, Omar Avram, the Ravid says, so would be fitting to say, to state. The Rambam should have stated, meaning, Avram Avinu, Ad Avram Nitztave Yeser Aleilu B'mila, and Avram Avinu, Hispalel Shachris, V'hifrish Meiser, Avram Davin Shachris, and he separated tithes. The Yitzchak hoisiv tefilacheres, and Yitzchak added another prayer. In other words, the Rambam makes it very clear that this additional mitzvah, this mitzvah of afroshas meiser, came about only in the time of Yitzchak. Yitzchak hifrish meiser. Mashenk in the Ravid claims no Avram hifrish meiser. Bohu Hifrish Meiser. Avram was the one who was Mafrish Meiser. Okay, so we're going to discuss this. That will be the focus of our discussion tonight. And there's a novel, Rogachover. The Rogachover reconciles and explains the Shita Sarambam, of course. And Idafka also protects the others who aren't Dafka in the Shita of the Rambam. But before we go, go on, let me just bring to your attention that a fair amount of the information we will discuss tonight is presented in the works in the Lakutis Sichas, the Lubavitcher Rebbe's Chusa Yogan Oleinu, and I'll just reference them for you. That's in Lakutis Sichas Volume Hey, the fifth volume in Parshas Lech Lecha, and then uh, also in Lakutis Sichas Volume 13, Chelikud Gimel, in Parshas Matos, and also in Lakutis Sichas uh, Volume 25, Chelik Chav Hey, uh, in Parshas Toldos. Okay, so we'll pluck out some information from there and some addition, of course, additional information as we go on. Now, immediately on the spot in the Forshe or Rambam, already the Migdalois, the known, the Farish on the Rambam, the Migdalois was a Talmud of the Rajba. Quite often, we don't know what the Migdalois means to say, as the Amshul Shleim already uh, discusses the mechaber of the Migdalois. He doesn't always speak very straightforward. It's hard to figure out what he's saying here. It's very clear. He brings to our attention that there are medroshes, chlukos. In other words, was it Avram who initiated Meiser or was it Yitzchak who initiated Meiser? So true, it's very clear from the Rambam number one that they weren't commanded in Mitzvah Meiser as it's the case of Mishnah already brings to our attention and also the Radvaz that the Rambam says that it was in mitzvah mila, he was nitztava be mitzvah mila, and he doesn't write the expression, the language of sivu in relation to Meiser. In other words, these are mitzvahs they did on their own accord, they weren't commanded in them, so they both, they will agree to that, that's not a problem. 
Another thing, the Lecha Mishnah, for instance, raises a point. The Gemara says in Mesech the Yuma Daf Chavches and the Mishnah Seif Mesech the Kedushin that Avram Avinu was Mekayim Kol Atorah Kula Atcholinitne was Mekayim all the Torah, even mitzvahs the Rabbanon. Nevertheless, the Rambam seems to mention only specific mitzvahs. So already the Orach Hashulchan and many Mefarshim explain and tell us that the Rambam wants to highlight. Of course, there's no question. It says in the Shas that Moshe Avram Avinu was Mekayim Kol Atorah Kula Atcholinitne. The Rambam is dafke here out to enumerate and mention the mitzvahs which were kept before Matan Torah, which are mentioned in the Chumish, which are mentioned in the Chumish, or at least uh, explained in Psukim according to the Chazal. In other words, we have Psukim for them to convey that these mitzvahs were kept, especially if they're ex explicit in the Chumish. So therefore, there's this discussion and this argument between the Rambam and the Ravid, the Rambam holds it's the Yitzchak who initiated on his own accord the mitzvah of separating of Meiser, and uh, the Ravid holds it's Avram Hifrish Meiser. So, like I say, the Mitalois, interestingly, he says that Bechlal in general, there was a ferocious Meiser, right? All along, even before their times, Mimekedem. Mimekedem, we find that Meiser was already separated and given. The tithes were given, the truma was given, all the different types of miser. You see, the Rambam doesn't say exactly what miser we're talking about. Stimas l'shoinoi, it says Yitzchak hifrish miser, istam. Valderech zederayv, it says Avram v'hu hifrish miser. What miser are we talking about? Now, let me, interestingly, we'll, as we will go on, we will see. So let me continue with the Migdalois. The Migdalois says that it's medrosh, is chlukois, the different medroshim. And that is as follows. And so also the Kesef Mishnah and the Radvas bring to our attention. You'll take out a Chumash. Please be so kind and take out your Chumash in Parshas Lech Lecha. In Chumash it says, Umalki Tzedek, that's Parsha Yudalit, Kapitel Yudalit, Posuk Yudches. It says, after the war, after, after the war between the four kings and the five kings, and Avram Avinu was Menatzeach, won the war, right? And... Uh, he was successful in this uh, in beating uh, the the four kings, and he saves Stoim, uh, Amora, Loit, and all his belongings, etc. And after the war, it says in the Chumash of Malkit Sedek Melech Sholem Hoitzi Lechem Vayoyin Vuhu Choyin Lael Elyon. So it says Bepashtus, meaning Malkit Sedek. Rashi says, and the Chazal say that's shame, shame, the son of Noyach. So he is the Koyin. And he goes on, the Pesach concludes, He gives him Maser Mikoil, meaning Avram Vayemar. This is all what Malkitzedek says. Then it says, He gives him Maser Mikoil. Who is giving the Maser Mikoil? So Bepashtus, who are we talking about? We're talking about Avram. And Avram, who would we give Meiser to? We give Meiser or Truma to who? To the Koyen? Actually, the Ponim Yafis already makes a point of it. That Maser, the tenth tithes, the tenth we usually give to the Levi. The Truma we give to the Koyen. And if we're talking about a Koyen over here, so why do we say Vayitano Meiser Mikoil? So the Ponim Yofois, the Rebbe of the Chsam Soifer, tells us already that uh, it follows with the opinion of the Shas 
that Miser was also given to the Koyen. So that's the way he reconciles it. I've noticed that others don't make an issue of it. And the Miser is like a general term. It doesn't mean Dafka a tenth. It means in general. In other words, he separates a section, a tribute, a section of his property, of what he owns, to what? To the Koyen. Okay. Uh, so here we see that Avram is Mafrish Miser. So therefore the Mephorshim say, this is what the derived the means. Vuhu, Hifrish Miser, Avram is Mafrish Miser. The Rambam, when he says, V'yitzchok Hifrish Miser, that follows with the, uh, in Parshas, what we learn in Parshas Toildes. It says in Parshas Toildes, um, excuse me. In Parshas Toildes, we read, it says in the Posuk in Kapitel Chavav, a chapter 26, Posuk, Kapitel Chavav, Posecute base says by Yisra Yitzchak Bar Yitzchak Bar it's a he by Yimtzu Bashon Ahi Meyeshaorim by Yivarcheu Hashem. I'll translate it in English. Yitzchak sowed in that land, and in that year he reaped a hundredfold. Thus had Hashem blessed him. And Rashi says from the Chazal, and also so also the Ramban and other Rishonim record this medrash. This this uh, this medrash. Rashi says Rabbi Seinu Omru. I made Zel Maishrois. Rabbi Seinu, meaning the sages in the in the Medrash, teach us that this assessment, when it says, there was an assessment made. So Rashi says, right? They assess the field to determine how much is it fit to produce, and it produced a hundredfold. And that's what Rashi says, that what was this, Aymed, this assessment was for Lemaisri Soya, was done for tithes. The male when the Rambam says, V'yitzchak hifrish maiser, he's referring to what it says, V'yitzra yitzchak ba'eretz ahi, V'yimtza ba'shona ahi me'eshaorim. The Chazal say that it was Lemaisrois, that from there we know, V'yitzchak hifrish maiser. That's what the Rambam means. Interestingly, uh, the the Meshachachma Rabmeir Simcha in the Meshachachma on the Posig by Yehiloi Mikne Tsoinu Mikne Vokar Vavudo Rabba. In sequence to that Posig where it tells us that Yitzchok Hifrish Meiser, so he substantiates it with this message of the Posig. It says by Yehiloi, he acquired. He acquired miknate soin or miknate vokor. Miknate soin would mean flocks of sheep and goats. Or miknate vokor, herds of cattle, which are oxen. Okay, so the 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 Meshachachma tells brings to our attention uh, the uh, Mishnah in the in the ninth, the beginning of the ninth parik of Mesechta Bechayros. Uh, and it's also the Rambam also records and codifies it in Hilchus Chores Perik Zayin Halacha Dalid, the Mishnah and the Rambam Paskin. The Halacha is that you can't bring. There's a din of Meiser. Generally, we know Meiser. We just learned the Meiser of Yitzchak Hifrish Meiser was referring to Meiser of Karka, of the crop, of the harvest, what grows from the ground. That is halachically the Meiser of the harvest of the crop. And that's what Yitzchak was mafrish, and that's what the Rambam means, Yitzchak Hifrish Meiser. But the Rambam doesn't detail what kind of Meiser. Says the Meshachachma, it also incorporates Meiser Behema. 
And that's the reason why the Torah goes on to say, Why does it say separately or separately? It could have written, Throughout the Chumash you find, and that is flocks and herds, a general, a general in other words, the, the, the sheep, flocks of sheep and herds of cattle are usually uh, introduced as one unit. And here they're segregated, which would be flocks of sheep and goats, and would be herds of cattle. Says he, because the Mishnah Paskins, that if you want to bring mice, you have to bring tithes from every 10 animals. And the din is that ein ma'ashrin min atzoyin ala bokor, ve'ein ma'ashrin min abokor ala tzoyin. You can't separate types. You have to give separate types from the tzoyin, from the flocks of the sheep. You have to bring separate meiser behemoth types from the behemoths, from the what, from the herd of the cattle. That's why the Torah highlights. And that's why Yitzchak, when he raised them, he had separate miknei tzoyin and separate miknei vokor. Now within tzoyin, we have, it means sheep, sheep and goats. The din is that sheep and goats, we can be miser one from another. That's the din. The din is that what? That kvosim misashrin zeim zeh. That we can be maaser from sheep and goats and goats and sheep. So therefore, that's one category, miknate soin, which would mean sheep. That's the flocks of sheep and goats. Then, because the Isur, the Maaser Behemoth, can be taken from that as one unit, but Mikne Vakar, which is the herds of cattle, which are oxen, they have to be separated separately. So you see the Meshachachmar Amir Simcha when it Rambam says, the Yitzchak Hifrish Maaser, it's Taka talking about Maaser Minatoira. We're talking about Meiser Behemoth, because that's a dinner deterrent. You have to give tithes from Behemoth, just like you have to give tithes from Karka. But nevertheless, because the Ramam doesn't I identify what kind of Meiser, so therefore the Yitzchak Ifrish Meiser is both based on the Meishaorim, and it's reflected in the Pasuk that he is also giving Meiser Behemoth. We're moving on, and this is as follows. Nevertheless, so the Mephoshim explained, like we mentioned, that the sheet of the Rambam and the sheet of uh, the Rivet the are already found in different Medroshim. Interestingly, what the Migdal always brings to our attention, he says that the reason why the Rambam says the Yitzchak Hifrish Meiser, and Avram wasn't the one who was Mafrish Meiser, even though we have an explicit Posik in Parsha Slech Lecha, which we just read, and that is Vayitanoi Meiser Mikoil. It says Mephoshim, she gives a Meiser. So he comes up with this novel pshat when it says it's not Avram Avinu giving shame to the coin, it's Fakert, it's shame Ben Noyach giving Meiser to who? To Avram Avinu. That's Vayitain Meiser Mikoil. Who is giving Meiser? He's giving the Meiser, shame is giving Meiser Dafke to who? To Avram Avinu. And this pshat is dafka brought in the Chiskuni by the Rishonim and the Rival Atayra and also in the Torah Orachal Atayra. And the Torah Orachal Atayra brings it b'shem, the father of the Radak. So the Rishonim already mentioned these two Pirushim had a touch by Itan Meiser Mikoil. So therefore, says the Master, the Migdalois, it's not so posh to say that this Posik is telling us that it's Avram Hifrish Meiser. Of course, the Ravid doesn't accept that. And that's why he says Avram Hifrish Meiser. The other Rishonim, the other Mephorshim, like the Radvaz, for instance, the other Achreinim, in other words, the Mephorshim or Rambam, the Radvaz, he claims that the reason why 
the Rambam dislikes, doesn't accept, and doesn't appreciate the posuk uh, that Yitzchak, that Avram Hifresh Meiser from an explicit posuk by Yitzchak Meiser Mikoil, is because the Meiser in the Torah is Meiser Karkois. You have to give tithes from what? From the Karkois, from the crop, from the harvest. And here it says, by Yitzchak Meiser Mikoil, it would seem is giving a Meiser from the Sholol, from the spoils, but it's Lavdafka Meiser Karkois. So because it's not the miser which is recorded in the Torah, the Rambam wants to record such mitzvahs which were kept before Matan Torah by the others, which were eventually mitzvahs minat Torah. Or like the Kesef Mishnah says, he wasn't obliged to give the miser from the shalol, from the spoils. He did it on his own accord. There was no mitzvah for it. It is not the gather mitzvah. It seems from the Ramban also, the Ramban al And therefore the Rambam chooses to say, Dafka, the Yitzchak Hifrish Meiser, not Avram Hifrish Meiser. Uh, like I say, if you'll get a chance, you'll look in the other Meforshia, a Rambam and each one, many of them have a different take on exactly why the Rambam or the Rabbit say their way. Let's go on to the Rabbit. Chavargoin, the Rabbi has a novel, Pirush and uh, uh, Biur for this Hasagas Arrivet. Why the Rivet claims what the Rivet claims from an Aviyitz Posuk. It says clearly in the Torah that Avram was Mafresh Meiser. So why Dafka does the Rambam say the Yitzchak Hifresh Meiser? Just before we go on for a moment, let me just also bring to your attention the Rashi on the spot. It's very clear from the Rashi. Rashi says, So look how Rashi says, You see, So what's interesting is as follows. We see from this Rashi a couple of points. This is brought in the Mepharshi HaMikra and also, like I said, in the Rebbe's Lukotosichas. Number one, when Rashi says, Avram is the one who is giving the tithes. What is Rashi's intent? Rashi's intent is to be mapic, to exclude, to negate the purish of the other Rishayinim who say that the one who's giving the tithes is Shem ben Avram, Shem ben Noyach. He's the one who's giving the tithes to Avram. No, it's Fakert. It's Avram who's giving it. So it's Avram who is Mafrish Meiser. But then Rashi goes on to say, it says, Vayiten Masar Mikoil. What does Mikoil mean? Mikoil means from everything. That seems to be superfluous. So Rashi explains Mikoil means, look what Rashi says, not just from the sholo, from the spoils after the war, after he he's successful in winning the war, so the spoils, the booty, etc., etc., the plunder, what he plunders, no. Rashi says, it says Mikoil, Ma'aser Mikol Asher Loi. What is Mikol Asher Loi? From all of his belongings, all of his belongings mean, if you learn Pashas Lech Lecha, it says that Avram had Mikne, he had men, much cattle, and he had Soin, and he had Kesed, Vizov. So according to Rashi, he's giving Meiser, not just Meiser from the, from the Sholol, from the, what he plundered, but he's also giving Mikol Asherloi from all his belongings. He's even giving Meiser Ksofim and incorporated in that. In other words, the rabbit would learn, Mikol Asher, if he's going to learn, like Rashi says, that it's Mikol Asherloi, everything which belonged to Avram, he's giving a section of that to the Kohen, because, and, and uh, there are, we know the halacha is that Maser, so there's Meiser Behemen, there's Meiser Karkois, but then there's also Meiser Ksofim, and that is right, you're giving a tenth from your income, which that's loved after the Orises, the Rabbonon possibly. Nevertheless, that can be incorporated in what the Ravid says, Vavrom, Ifrish Meiser, all different types of Meiser. Like Rashi says, Meiser Mikola Sherloi, from all his belongings. Interesting what the Ponim Yafi says. 
The Podim Yafis is Mechadosh Achidosh Godel, and he wants to learn, and so he teaches also, he says in his Sefer Haflo, Amisechta Ksubis and Dafnun, he's Mechadosh Esvalos, Mikola Sherloi. So he says, what's happening? He has to give him from all his belongings, whatever belonged to Avram, and whatever he owns, he's giving Maiser tithes from to the Kohen. Why is he giving it now? Didn't he already give it in advance? Surely everything which he owned in advance, he surely already tithes before, has given already Maiser from whatever he owns. Why is he giving it again now from everything he owns? It says, by Italy, Maiser Mikoil. And especially according to Rashi, Mikoil means Mikol Asherloi. So the, the Panim Yofis is Mechadish in one of his Pirushim, and that's the way he accepts the same, the Haflo. In the Sefer Haflo, as mentioned, that because he's waging war against the four kings, and there's a very big possibility that he's, gonna, he's not going to be successful in, uh, in winning the war. And if that's the case, the four kings are going to get him like he gets all the rest of the five kings. And if that's the case, all of what belonged to Avram will turn to nothing. Hashem makes a miracle, and Avram wins the war against the four mighty kings. But mainly, he says, we bowed, there's a possibility, there was an option. There was, through, during waging the war, that Avram should lose all his belongings to these four kings. And then a miracle occurs, and he ends up keeping them, and he ends up having them. Mela says the Hafla and his Mechadish also in Panam Yafis that there's a new halacha that Avram gives Meiser Mikoil from all his belongings which he had before the war. He already had given Meiser. Nevertheless, because in the interim, he's waging war and there's a possibility he should lose everything he owns. And Hashem makes it of Ness that he should now own and belong and keep on owning what he could have lost. Therefore, he's again giving Meiser. Nikola Sherlock from all his belongings. Take a look at the Aflo, and also in the Ponemi office. Uh, there are many different Pirushim in this Nikola Sherlock. We'll talk about another Pirush as we'll go on further, mentioned by the Ponemi office, which the fact is, as we'll see, the Rogachover going negates of time will allow for us to discuss it. So let's move on. It's very late. And the Rogachover going has his beer. When the Rambam says, why doesn't he want to say what the Ravid says? The Rambam Dafke says, it's not Avram, which is Mafresh Meiser. It's in the footage of Pasuk, like the Ravid claims. Just another point, I'm sorry I omitted. In the, in the Rebbe in Likutasiches, in volume 25, in Pasha's Toilois, when it says in the Chumash that uh, Esau inquires by his father Yitzchak, if he has, how you master, how do you give myself from straw or salt? You remember that well-known Rashi. He tried to fool his father that he's from. So there the Rebbe connects the, the two texts. There's a text of Rashi where Rashi says, how do you give myself? But in the lotion of the Medrash, you don't find the lotion of how do you give myself? The Rebbe wants to connect it with the Machloikas of the Ramam and the Ravid. So that's an interesting take and analysis on that Machloikas, on the, on the two texts of the Medrash and the Rashi. So those who have a chance and an option, please take a, take a look at Lukut Asichas, volume 25, Parshish Toilets. We're moving on. The Rebbe Shavar Goin brings to our attention an interesting analysis, and this is, the Rogachover guy says this in Hilchas Matnas Aniyim, in, in Perik uh, Hey, Halacha, in Perik, sorry, in Perik Zion, Halacha, in Perik Zion, Halacha Hey, and Alderach Zay says this in his commentary, in his commentary on, on, on Parshas Lech Lecha, and also in his, uh, uh, in other places in his forum. 
Yeah? Okay. And that is also in Parshas Matos. And this is as follows. The Rambam tells us just a short introduction. It's not so short. It's going to be quite a lengthy introduction. There's a machloikis of the Rambam and the Bahag. In other words, the machloikis is based on how the Rambam understood this Bahag. And this is as follows. The Rambam in the third principle, the Rambam records, has, presents 14. The Rambam appreciated the number 14, as is known. And that's why the Rambam introduces 14 principles, 14 shoroshim, before the Sefer HaMitzvahs as an introduction to Sefer HaMitzvahs. And also his Sefer, his Sefer Mishneh Torah also incorporates 14 svarim. That's why it's called, so also named Yad HaChazaka. It has the 14 svarim. I'll call upon him. Let's move on. So in the third principle, in the Sherish Gimel, the third principle, this third introduction to the Sefer HaMitzvahs, the Rambam tells us a known thing, which is already brought by other uh, Rishonim. As, the, for instance, as the Rashbats, Rab Shimon ben Semach, in his Sefer Zayar Harakia, we're going to discuss, talk about what he has to say on this topic. So he also has a synopsis of the Rambam's Shoroshim in his work called Zayar Harakia, which are comments, which is he authored a Sefer on the poetry of Rab Shlomo ibn Gabirul. Who, uh, who recorded all the mitzvahs of the Torah in a mode of, uh, in a poetic way, and he incorporates all the mitzvahs, tariag mitzvahs of Esse and Loisese, and on that, the Sefer, the, the Rav Shimon Ber Tzamach, the Tajbets, uh, wrote a Sefer called Zohar Rakia with many refutes. We refutes the sheet of Rav Shimon Ben Gabi, Gabirul, which generally follows in the sheet of the Bal Halachis Gedolus. Let's move on. So the, the Rambam tells us in the third principle, that, what do we count? We know there are 613 mitzvahs, as the Gemara says in Masech Tamakos. The Gemara says that there are Taryag mitzvahs, Shenit no Sinai. And the Gemara says, we derive it from the Pesach, it says, Torah tziva lo no Moshe, Meirosha kehilas yankev. Torah begimatri a tough race, Yudalev, the numerical value of Torah is tough race, Yudalev, that's 611. And the Gemara says, uh, those food, first two Dibrois of the two, uh, the first of the Ten Commandments, so altogether 613, and that was Nitin Lameshimi Sinai. That's what the Gemara says in Masech Tamako. It says the Rambam based on this text of the Gemara. Nitin Lameshimi Sinai, because we base it on Sinai, on Sinai, what HaKadosh Baruch gave on, at Sinai, and all those mitzvahs with Hashem said at Sinai, on Nitzchim. And therefore he says, based on that text, it teaches us that we only incorporate and enumerate in the Taryag mitzvah, in the mitzvahs, only mitzvahs, only mitzvahs, which are for, which are commandments and mandates for generations, but mitzvahs which don't apply for generations. They were just commandments which HaKadosh Baruch Hu Meshur Rabbeinu commanded Am Yisrael in Mitzrayim, and it only related to Mitzrayim. Or there are certain mitzvahs which HaKadosh Baruch Hu Meshur Rabbeinu commanded Am Yisrael whilst Yidin were in the Midbar, and they related only to the time when the Yidin were in the Midbar. So those mitzvahs are defined as mitzvahs which are not noyeg ledoiros, they are not for generations, meaning once Eden entered there, it's Israel and the like. So therefore, we even though it's clear that they are commandments and they are mitzvahs, we will not, they will not be part of the Taryag mitzvahs, the meaning of the Sefer mitzvahs, of the Mingana mitzvahs, of the number of 613. 
And therefore, and the Rambam goes on to say it also, we know it from the Loshan, Moshe would mean it's an inheritance, and inheritance is what? Something which is for generations, and it's for eternity, it's eternal, and therefore it has to be dafka such mitzvahs, which are Yankiv, which are mitzvahs, which are for generations, not which were limited to any specific time and space. <clears throat> he goes on to say, therefore, we must say that mitzvahs which are not noyeg cannot be part and parcel of the 613 mitzvahs, even though they were mitzvahs for the time, because then we would have many, many more mitzvahs, 300 additional mitzvahs, hundreds of mitzvahs, additional mitzvahs, uh, etc. in the number, and there's no 613. And the therefore, he disagrees, he dislikes, he has the, 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 the number and the, the way he sees that in the parashiyah, so in other words, the Bala Lachas is one of the Ga'inim. He seems to enumerate, not seems, enumerates the mitzvahs, which we count as part of the, 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 of the 613 mitzvahs. And the fact is that uh, the Rambam understands that many of the mitzvahs, the Bala Lachas counts as uh, in the number of the 613, they are what? It's also the mitzvahs which aren't Nahig and therefore, the Rambam says, oh boy, the Bahag is of that opinion that he counts also mitzvahs are not like He says, therefore, I don't agree with him and I disagree with him and we can't do that. And therefore, he refutes the shita of the Bahag of the Balalachs Deles and he concludes, we only count mitzvahs which are not like In the eyes of the Rambam, the Bahag counted in the number of 613 also mitzvahs which are not for generations, which are, do not uh, 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 relate. And, and are not mandated for generations. Comes the Ramban, and the Ramban, in general, Nachmanides also wrote a commentary, refutes Hasoga is a Ramban, on the Rambam, on Maimonides, and therefore in the Sefer HaMitzvah, on the Sherish Gimel, the Ramban protects the Balalach Gdolis, and many of the refutes of the Rambam of the Bahag, the Ramban protects the Bahag. It doesn't mean to say he accepts the opinion of the Bahag, because in other words, the Ramban also agrees that we only count in the Minyan HaMitzvah, only mitzvahs which are Noyegladeris, and he comes up with an interesting thing. Those mitzvahs which the Rambam is under the impression that they are mitzvahs which are not Noyegladeris, and therefore the Bahag counts them, and therefore he argues on him, says the Ramban, you're mistaken, you're misinterpreting the approach of the Bahag. The Bahag, the reason why he counts them in the Minyan HaMitzvahs, in the number of the mitzvahs, is because he accepted that this mitzvah, these mitzvahs, are noyeg ledoiras. They do apply for generations. They are commandments for eternity. And let's therefore focus on one of the mitzvahs. This is a mitzvah which is called Trumas Meches. Trumas Meches. And that is Trumas Meches means the tribute tithe. That's the way they translate it, if you want an English translation. Trumas Meches means the tribute tithe. Where do we find Trumas Meches? And for that, we need a Chumash in Parshas Matos. Take out your Parshas Matos, and when Yidin were commanded to Moshe HaKadosh Baruch commanded Moshe Rabbeinu that Yidin should wage war against the Midianites, being because the Midianim caused the Yidin to sin with their daughters. The Mela, therefore, HaKadosh Baruch says, take revenge from the Midianim. And there's a detailed, uh, detailed description uh, in the description of the war which they wage against the Midianim and how they have to prepare for war and what happens after the war, it, it concludes. And in the, in the conclusion of the war, we read a lengthy description in the Chumash about Trumas Meches, 
And that is as follows. There was a lot of plunder. They plundered a lot of the, all the property, all the property. Not, we're not talking about movable objects. We're talking about human beings that both males, females, and, and slaves, etc., etc. So there's loads of men and women which they, they, was, was, was plundered from the Midianites. So the Hakadosh uh, Baruch Hu, Moshe Rabbeinu says the women have to be uh, killed, etc. Take out your chumash parshas matos. Whatever was left over, which was ends up being what the 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 plund- what was plundered. So the booty, the spoils, Hakadosh Baruch Hu. So that's what the Eden can keep. So Hakadosh Baruch Hu says as follows: All the spoils should be split in half. We should count up all the spoils from the Midianim. Count them and split them in half. After you count them all up, split them in half. What about it? One half you should give to the soldiers who went in battle. And the other half you should give to the rest of the people who didn't participate in the battle. And then, Moshe Rabbeinu, HaKadosh Baruch says to Moshe Rabbeinu as follows, that from the half which are given, from the half of the spoils which are given to the to those who went to battle, you should take one of 500 of every type and species, and they should give trumas meches, they should give tribute tithe away, and they should give it to who? To the Elazar HaKoyen, to the Koyen Godel, to Elazar, who was at the time the Koyen Godel. Balderechze, the, from the half of the, of the people who stayed behind and didn't take part in the battle. So they also had half of the spoils. So their half, you should take one of 50 from theirs, from their spoils, one of 50 from all types and all the different species. And they should give it away as a what? As a Trumas Meches to the Levine, to the Levites. And at the end in the Parsha, it says, take out your Chumash Parshas Matois. It says that at the end, they end up, uh, yeah, the, the, the heads, the, 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 what do you call it? These are Mandas. So the Torah says they did so and they split it up and everything was fulfilled. And then it says at the end that the commanders of the army and the officers, etc. Yeah, they say to Moshe, so and so, exactly how the success was in the war. And then they end up bringing to his attention that there were many gold, there was gold vessels and bracelets and jewelry and earrings, etc., etc., and Moshe Rabbeinu takes all of the gold, right? Moshe Rabbeinu takes all of the gold and consecrates it. They bring all of the gold to Hashem into the Mishkan, etc., etc. Take out your chumash. So we have a whole story in Parshish Matos which speaks about Trumas Mechas. The Mele, so the Bahag, counts mitzvah, Trumas Mechas as part and parcel of the 613 mitzvahs. It's part of the 613 mitzvahs. In other words, every war, every war which is optional, which is which Jew, the the Am Yisrael raises and 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 and, and wages against the enemy. So when there are spoils, they have to give some of the spoils to who to Elazar Akoyin to the Levim to the Beis Hamikdash to the Mishkan, etc., etc. So the Rambam says Trumas Meches. Trumas Mechas is not a mitzvah Trumas Mechas was only commanded for the Midianim, only the time of the, of the, the war with Midian, and it's not a mitzvah Therefore, what the Baha counts as one of the mitzvahs, he's wrong. Comes the Ramban, Nachmanadi says as follows, he protects the, Ram, the, 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 the Rambam, and he claims that no, 
the, the Rambam misinterpreted the Bahag. The Bahag also agrees that we only count mitzvahs which are nohigladeris, which are for all generations. It's just that he holds that the mitzvah of Trumas Meches, to give this uh, tribute tithe, right, also is meant for all generations. And this parsh of Matos, with a lengthy dis- uh, description of giving the Trumas Meches, is described to teach us for generations that in every Melchama is a Rishus. I'm reading some texts of the Ramban, and every optional war. So the, there's a mitzvah to bring from the spoils a Trumal Hashem, and he brings a posuk like we find by David in Divrei Hayomim. The Ramban brings in Divrei Hayomim, we read in Kapitel Aleph, Posuk Yutches, uh, Kapitel Yutches, Divrei Hayomim Aleph, Kapitel Yutches, it says, Umitivchas Umikun, Ore Hadda. Hadad Ezer, Lokar David Nechoshes Rabba Ma'oid, he, the spoils were many, a lot of copper. And what did we do with the copper? Also Shloimes, Yama Nechoshes, he made the, the, the Yam, the, the, the ocean, the copper, the copper vessel to hold the water in the base of Migdash, and he made all the copper vessels from the copper which was plundered from the wars. And also further on, says the Ramban, it says in Divri Hayom, in Gam Oisam Higdish Amalek David Lashem, Moshe Rabbeinu also took all the other vessels, the gold and the silver and the copper vessels with the gold and the silver. And what did he do? He also brought it to the base of Migdash. The Mela says the Ramban, here we see. Attack of David followed this, this uh, message, and that is the message which is taken out from Parshas Matos that you have to give Trumas Mechas Lashem. So it's actually a mitzvah So therefore, what the Rambam argues of the Bahag is of no avail because he also holds that we count mitzvahs and it is a mitzvah which applies Lederis. And the Ramban concludes, he says, take out a Chumish, a very interesting pasuk. Listen to what it says in the Chumish. In the end of Parshas Matos, Take out your chumash, it says, Vayikach Moshe ve'alazor ha'koyin es azov. Excuse me, me'ei sorry ha'alofim ve'ameis. Vayoviu ha'isei aloi el-moyed. It says that Moshe and Elazar take all the gold from the commanders and the officers, and they bring it to the Mishkon. Zikoroin levnei Yisroel levnei Hashem. A remembrance for the children of Israel before Hashem. Says the Ramban in Sefer HaMitzvah, look what it says. It says, Zikoroin levnei Yisroel levnei Hashem. Now, if this was merely a private donation, which they weren't mandated in doing, so why does it say Zikorin Levnei Yisrael Levnei Hashem? When it says Zikorin Levnei Yisrael Levnei Hashem, that conveys to us that that is a special remembrance for all of Kalal Yisrael. And when is it a remembrance for all of Kalal Yisrael? When it's for generations. So that conveys and that reflects what the Bala Halachas Gdolas teaches us, that we actually, the Pasuk itself and Pasha Smatois, tells us and brings to our attention and it reflects what the what the Ba'ak says that we have to do this as a mitzvah for generations. So that's the way the Ramban reconciles this Ba'ak from the questions and the refutes of the Ramban. Uh, also, interestingly, Rav Shavel already in his commentary in Chumash, in, Parsh, in Ramban, in the Ramban, take out a Ramban ala Torah, also on this Pasuk, Zikon Lebnei Yisrael. So he also says, and like the Ramban, I didn't mention it before, the Ramban says that they made from this clay shores, they actually made vessels which served the, 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 the base in the, in the Mishkan. So it wasn't just placed away in the, in the, in the, 
in the treasury of the Beis Amigdash or the Mishkan, we actually make clay shares, which we serve. We, we serve communal carbonates, which we serve the Am Yisrael. So the Mela, the Ramban says the same thing on a Chumish, which, can, which is substantiates the sheet of the Bahag. Even though the Ramban himself agrees that we don't count it as one of the 613 mitzvahs. He doesn't count the mitzvah of Trumas Mechas as one of the 613 mitzvahs as the Baha counts. Nevertheless, he nevertheless reconciles the question of the Rambam of the Baha. That's what he does on behalf of the Baha. Now, so everything sounds good. Kumtz again. Now, what I want to say is as follows. Here comes the Rabbi Shavu with his novel reconciliation. The Rabbi Shavu going says that when it says in the Chumash, let's go back to the Chumash. It says, Vayitein loy maser mikoil. When is Avram Avinu giving the Maiser? That's after he wages war with the four kings, right? The five against the four. And now, therefore, he's waging war. The four win over the five. And then he's, he's going to get back Lot and all his property from these four kings, Fazdaim and Amora, etc. So the Torah says, yes. So there's a whole description how Avram Avinu is waging the war with Eliezer, etc., etc., Torah says in detail exactly how many men the Shmoyna also does. There are 318. He has 318 men fighting war against these four big kings and their armies. Rashi says that it may have not been even 318 men. It may just be him and Eliezer. So everything was miraculous, but Al Koponim, he wins the war. And therefore, he's successful, and he comes back, and therefore, they're, they're celebrating. And therefore, uh, yeah, Shoshem brings out Lechem V'yoyin, and Rashi says that was the custom that whoever was exhausted from the war, so they bring out and they present wine and bread. There's another shot in the Rashi. And then it says at the end, Mikoil. Says the Rabbi Shavar Mikoil. So the truth is, in principle, we find this already in the case of Mishnah, in the Mefarshi Aram, in the case of Mishnah Radvaz, that the Miser he's giving, the tithe he is giving to the Koyen, is such tithe which is from the Sholol, from the plunder, what was plundered, the booty, right, and the spoils. Oh boy, but here we come to an interesting take of the Ragachover going. It's not some sholo like the case of Mishnah and the Rabbit say and the Radva say. It is sholo, that is the true masmeches, says the Ragachover going. What Avram Avinu is doing here, he is doing something, he's performing a mitzvah which is dogma, which is begeder, begeder. That's the criteria of the true masmeches according to the Bahag. That's what the Chumash is conveying. In other words, the Bahak says that just like there's a din of mitzvah of Trumas Meches in the case of Midian, the same applies by all wars which are waged, which any war which is waged against the enemy. The Mela of Rome of Vinu is also performing this mitzvah of Trumas Meches, that after there are spoils, he's taking an, a tenth tithes from these spoils. And just like in the case of Midian, there was one of 500 or one of 50. So here too, he's giving a section to who? To the Koyan Leilayon. Says the Rogachover going. That's the way the Rambam understood the Psukim. And Bemela says the Rogachover going because the Rambam disagrees with the Balalochis Gdolois, like we just said in Sherish Gimel. The Balalochis Gdolois holds that it's a mitzvah of Doris. But the Rambam disagrees with the Bahag. He holds the mitzvah of Trumas Meches is a mitzvah which is not for all generations. That was only a one off by Midian. 
The Mela also, the Rambam, who when he learns Pasha Slachlacha and he sees Avram is Mafrish Meiser. It's not Meiser from Karka. It's not Meiser from Behema. It's Meiser from the Sholo, from the spoils. That's Bidugma. That's the Gedro. That's the criteria of Trumas Mechas of Midian. Says the Rogachover going, because the Rambam is of the opinion that that is a mitzvah which is not it's not for generations. That's why he doesn't mention it in Hilchas Melochim. In Hilchas Melochim, he mentions mitzvahs which were kept before Matan Torah, which those mitzvahs will be performed for generations. Take a look at all the different mitzvahs the Rambam mentions. We'd have to go over it again. You'll see those mitzvahs are mentioned because all those mitzvahs will eventually be mitzvahs for generations. The Rambam only tells us, who kept them before Matan Torah? And we keep them because Moshe Rabbeinu commanded us after Matan Torah. But the Rambam Dafka doesn't mention that Avram Hifrish Meiser, because the Meiser Avram is, is, is separating, is giving, is performing, is such a mitzvah which is not like Lederis. He doesn't know like the Bahag. The Mela, therefore, he doesn't say Avram Hifrish Meiser. He therefore says, be Yitzchak Hifrish Meiser. But why? Because the Meiser, Yitzchak is Mafrish, is such a mitzvah, which is Nayeg Lederis, which is continuous for generations, because it's either Meiser Behema, like we mentioned, or it's Meiser Karkois, like it says in the Rashi, from the Medrash, that Oymid Zala Meiser is the assessment from the Karka, from the harvest, was what? From, from the crop, was for Meiser's sake. That's, that's the take of the Rugged Shover going. Interestingly, Rabbi Yeruchim Fischel Perla, known with his with his with his uh, with his kalas, which is Gvaldike Chibur, on the Sefer Abitzvus Lahara Sag, or Rabbi Goin, who came from Lithuania and was a Rav in Varsha for many years, and then he made the Aliyah Leretz Yisrael. So he uh, explains in his he wrote a Sefer a commentary on the Sefer Kafter Vaferach from uh, the Rishonim. Uh, unfortunately, we only have his commentary on five chapters of the Sefer Kafter Vaferach, one of the Rishonim, which Lamaisa Bapel for generations. This Sefer Kafter Vaferach wasn't available, wasn't accessible, it wasn't Xavyad, but in the days of the Beis Yosef, it became accessible, it was then published. And then the Gdeli Yisrael, in the time of the Beis Yosef, uh, re- uh, reference it and Achroinim thereafter reference it, a very Chosh of a Sefer, a mitzvah at Louis Boris, which related to Eretz Yisrael, etc., etc. So the, he wrote a commentary on the whole of the Kafter Vaferach. And uh, the Mesodar of Cook published only the five on the on the first, first four, five chapters. Unfortunately, the Chibur, which he penned and authored on the whole rest of the Kaftar which contains many, many chapters, were taken back with his son who went back to, to Europe. And unfortunately, it was lost after the war. So the Ksavim of Rabbi Yochum official on the other chapters of the Kaftar were lost. So it was written in the introduction on a safer called Pirchet Sion on the Kaftar So there too, that's his take, he also says this reconciliation on his own, without bringing no Rogachover, but he brings it on his own, this pshat, what he does go, he goes a step further, and he says the reason why the Ravit argues on the Rambam, and the reason why the Ravit says that the Rambam should have written Avram Hifrish Meiser, so he takes it a step further, and he says, yes, the reason why uh, it should have said Avram Hifrish Meiser is because the Rogachover, because the Ravit's opinion is like the Bahag, the Bahag holds that it's a mitzvah Lederis to separate Truas Meches Lederis, and therefore the Ravid says we can't say Avram Hifrish Meiser. Okay, so that explains the Rambam, but let's go on. The Rabbi Shavar Goin, in his Hilchas uh, Matnes Anim, and also in his commentary on Chumash, says, I actually have a riot to the Rambam. 
not like the Bahag, that the mitzvah of Trumas Mechas, giving tithes, giving from the, 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 the spoils of, of what, we, what we gain, what we, we, what we earn from the war, from waging war, I have a Mephurashi Gemara. It says a Mephurashi Gemara, Mesech Temanoch Zafayin Zayin Amad Beis, where the Gemara says that this is not a mitzvah for eternity. It's not Neigladeris. And the Rugged Shabbat brings him a footage the Gemara. The Gemara says, says the Gemara as follows. The Gemara there discusses the carbon toida. We know the carbon toida. We have to give the carbon toida in addition to the animal which was brought, the sacrifice which was brought on the altar. We have to bring also matzah and challah, which we have to bring to the Besamigdosh. A section had to be given to the Koyen with uh, four types of different types of, of, of challahs and matzahs. Four types. Some were chomet, some were matzah. And there were four different kinds. And we have to give one of the four kinds from all of the four kinds we have to give to the coin and the rest the owners of the carbon tater eat and consume and it has a din of what of kachim kalim okay all good the gemara queries how many chalos does the tater have to comprise of the Torah only says that we have to have some loaves which have to be loaves plural many loaves the question is how many loaves of chametz how many loaves of matzah how many loaves there's no number mentioned in the Torah the Torah says one of the loaves have to be given to the coin but how many loaves do we have to have initially so the Gemara originally says the Gemara says how do we know we know it from Trumas Meiser Trumas Meiser it says by Trumas Meiser the din is right that we have to give Truma in other words we separate from the crop, we give us uh, we give an amount, either one out of forty, one out of fifty, one out of sixty. We give to the koyen, and then we have to uh, that now we get out of the koyen, and then we have to give a tithe, ten, a tenth of the harvest to the levy, a tenth of the harvest to the levy. Now, once the levy receives his tenth, the Torah says that he has to give truma smicer. He has to give truma right from his meiser. Okay, Trumas Meiser, so he has to give a, a shear from 10, a section from 10. So the Gemara says, the Truma of the, the, truma of the Levi to the coin is Trumas Meiser. That's one of 10. From there we know that also the carbon toida, because it has the same expression, it uses the Lashen Truma Lashem. So therefore the carbon toida also has to be one of 10. Therefore every type, there are four types of chalice and matzahs. So therefore there were 40 altogether. So you have to bring, you have to give four, four, four chalice, four matzahs, four chalice and matzah to the koyen and all the rest belongs to the, to the, to the, to the owners and they consume it. So they only have to bring four because you have to bring a tenth. So the tenth is derived from Trumas Meiser. Asks the Gemara, why do you derive it from Trumas Meiser? The Gemara has a lengthy discussion. And then the Gemara says, why don't we derive it from Trumas Midion? By Trumas Midion, they also didn't give a tenth. It was either, right? It was, and Rashi says, one out of 50. We mentioned before that the, for the people who stayed behind, they had to give Trumas Mechas was one out of 50 or one out of 500. So the Gemara says, maybe we have to, let's derive it from Trumas Midian. Why do we say we derive it from Trumas Meiser? So the Gemara says, no, we only derive Deirois Midairois, mitzvahs which are related for generations. We derive from mitzvahs which relate to derive them from generations. So because Trumas Meiser and Korban Toida are mitzvahs for generations, therefore we derive one from the other. But the Trumas Midian is not for generations. It's only Lashor. It's me, Trumas Midian is not Ledeirois. 
So it's a Mefurushi Gemara, says the Rambam. I have a Mefurushi Gemara, which substantiates the approach of the Rambam, that Trumas Meches of Midian was only for Midian, and it doesn't apply anywhere else. And that's why the Rambam disagrees with the Bahag, and he doesn't count it of the 613 mitzvahs. And that's why the Rambam says, V'yitzchak hifrish meiser, and he doesn't say Avram hifrish meiser. Okay, all good. Now the Zayar Harakia, the Tajbats, in his commentary on the Azharis from Rab Shleimer Ibn Gabiru, in his mitzvahs, he brings this Ramban who reconciles the, the Bahag, right? The Ramban says, substantiated the Balalachas Gedeles, and he says the Balalachas Gedeles makes sense, and the Balalachas Gedeles is of the opinion that it is Gedeles, and he brings proof from David Amelech. That's number one. Number two, uh, he brings proof from a Chumash. It says the Colonel of Bnei Yisrael led the Colonel of Bnei Yisrael of Hashem. So from the Chumash we see that it's something for generations. That's what the Ramban said. If you recall, we can't repeat it. So hopefully you'll listen to the recording and you'll remember exactly what the Ramban says. We're going on. It's getting very late. Okay, quick, quick, quick. Says the Zayr Rakia. How can the Ramban say what he says? And listen to the to the to the stern language he uses on the Ramban. Rab Shimme Bartzemech was one of the Rishonim, but he says in the Ramban, "Dvar of Einam Emes." the words of the Ramban aren't true. Why aren't they true? He says, "You know why? Two reasons. Number one, he says I have a Mefurish Gemara in Mesechta Menachos, where the Gemara says that that Trumas Mechas of Midian is not Nohigladiris." It's not Nahigladiris. In other words, the proof the Ragachavar brought for the Rambam to say that it doesn't apply for generations, the Zaira Rakia, the Rajbats, uses that Taka to refute the Bahag. And he says, I have a clear Gemara against the Rambam who wants to substantiate the Bahag, that it does, does apply. And that's the reason why the Ravid says, Avram, Hifrish Meiser. Because that mitzvah is Lederis for generations. And that's what David is implementing. Like it says in the Vrei Hayomim. He says, the Gemara says clearly in Mesech Menachis that it's not Noeg Lederis. That's one kasha that Tashmet says on the Ramban on the Bahag. Another kasha he says, he says, what is he talking about? The Ramban, when he take out a Chumash, he says in the Chumash, there are three sections in the Parshish Matish by Midian. One section is the, is the Trumas Meches, is one of the 500 that we're giving those from the different species we're giving to the Kohen. Then we have a section that's one out of 50, which we're giving to the Levi. Then at the end of it all, at the end of it all, the generals and the officers say to Moshe Rabbeinu that we have plundered loads of gold and silver and copper, etc., etc., and jewelry. And Moshe Rabbeinu says you should bring that all to bring for you as an atonement. Why? What kind of atonement do they need? Because they were waging war against the Midianites. So they may have at some stage been Maharer, that having bad thoughts about the women and thinking about the women, the Midianites' women. So for that, they need an atonement. And therefore, they're bringing this atonement. And they're bringing it to the Mishkan. So, so, so Zayn Rakia says, you know where it says that this is a zikara in Levnei Yisrael, Levnei Hashem? The zikara in Levnei Hashem is the carbon they end up bringing at the end of the day. The officers and the commanders are bringing all the jewelry to Hashem. And we make from it vessels, consecrated vessels. That's the carbon Levnei Hashem. And that is for generations. But 
but the trumas meches, and that is the tribute of the tithe, that doesn't sound that it doesn't say zikorin levnei Yisrael. That posuk doesn't relate to that. So what is the Ramban saying? That based on this posuk, that is a proof for the Bahag that it should be for generations. That does not relate back to the Trumas Meches. It only relates and connects to the Korban at the end of the day, which the commanders and the officers bring, but not to the one of the 500 and one of the 50. That's the Kash of the Zayr Arakiah. The Night of Yehuda, it's very late. The Night of Yehuda in his responsa. The native Yehuda in his response in Yeridea Madura Tinyana Yeridea, save Simon Reish Aleph. So uh, the Rabbi Yishaya Berlin, Rabbi, known as Rabbi Yishaya Pick, asks the Kasha to the native Yehuda. He says, What's going on? I don't understand. He says, In my Shas, I have a Gemara Mesech Menachis, and it says in Rashi, Rashi says, When the Gemara wanted to derive that how many loaves of challah bread do, does the carbon toyden need to contain? Says the Gemara, let's derive it from where? From Midian. Says Rashi, from which part of Midian? From the one of 50. In other words, the Gemara says, we, it has to be one of 10. Says the Gemara, let's learn it out from Midian, it's one of 50. Asks Rabbi Shaya Berlin to the Nadeb Yehuda. Why when the Gemara says that we should derive it from the 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 the, 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 the spoils of Midian, we want to derive it from the one of fifty. Why not from the one of five hundred? There were two types of trumas mechas at the time. They were for the the section of the soldiers, which their half they had to give half of the people who didn't go to battle. So they had to give one of fifty to the Levine. The Gemara says, according to Rashi, that we should derive that the amount of loaves by the Korban Tomid should be derived from one of 50. Asks Rabbi Shai Berlin, why one of 50? Why not one of 500? Answers the Nadi Yehuda as follows. He says, you know, the one of 50 is really unusual. The whole one of 50 doesn't even make sense. Because why should the people who don't go to battle and they don't take part of the battle whatsoever? And they don't even stay behind to protect the gear, the gear. They should get also part of the spoils. And he explains, the Nehdi Peter says, we find by David HaMelech, that David HaMelech was massacred a special takona, especially instituted, that even those who don't go to battle will take part in a share of the spoils. But you know which, which people who don't go to battle? At least they participated in some way. They at least protected the gear, even though they didn't go to battle. And Rashi brings it in Chumash, in Parsha Slechelot. Take a look at Rashi in the sequence of the story with, the, with Avram Avinu and Zdaim. And I'm murder. Look at some Rashi. Says the Nidibi, that makes sense. But to give them part of the spoils, if they don't go and take part of the battle at all, and they don't take part of protecting the gear at all, why should they take part in it? So the Nidibi explains the reason they take part in it is not because... It says only because by them they, we find an ex interesting expression. It says in the Chumash, Echad Ochuz Minachamishim. Ochuz. It's an unusual, Ochuz means a percentage. That Loshin is an unusual expression. It says in Edibi Yehuda, it says in Talmud Yerushalmi, Mesech the Trum is Perik Dalad Gimel, that whenever you're unsure how much you meant to set aside for tithes, so we take an Ochuz Minachamishim, you always take. The middle, the intermediate, the medium, the medium, the normal. That means one of 40 is, is a Russia, 
One of 60, in other words, one of 40 is one level. One of 60 is another level. One of 50 is the benuni, is the normal amount. So that's the meaning. It says over there, that's what the Gemara chose to say, that we know it from the one of 50, not of the one of 500. And on that, the Gemara concludes that that's not Nohigladeiros. Says the Rogachover going, excuse me, says the Nohigladeiros Yehuda. When the Gemara says, in relation to the carbon, uh, the true masmechas of Midian, that it's not, it's not for eternity, it's only Lishaw, it's not Lederis, it's only referring to the one of 50, because really, in essence, they should have never gotten it in the first place. And that the Gemara says, it's not Lederis. And there the Bahag will also agree it's not Lederis. But on the section of the one of the 500, which is what the, from the half, the percentage which is taken, the one of 500 is taken from those who went to battle. That is the true masmechas for the ones who went to battle. They get a section of the spoils that the Bahag will hold that is Lederis. And that the Gemara never addressed. After the Zayar Harakia says that what the Ramban says on behalf of the Bahag is not true. And he has two refutations. He refutes him, number one, from a Gemara, and number two, from the Chumash. The Gemara says clearly, not like the Ramban on behalf of the Bahag. The Ramban on behalf of the Bahag said that the mitzvah of Trumas Meches is Ledoiros, the Gemara says in Menachas Dafayin Zayin Amid Beis, page 77b, that it's not Lederis, without going into the details of the Gemara again. And the, the Chumash, where it says, where the Ramban said, because it says, Zikorin Levnei Yisroi Levnei Hashem, that can, conveys to us that it, can, it is for eternity, that's why it's a zikara and a remembrance for the Klal Yisrael. And that's why they made clay shores out of it. They made consecrated vessels to do the service of the Beis Amigdash. That tells us that what is discussed in the Parsha is for eternity, says the Zayar Arakiya, that does not apply to the details of the above-mentioned details. It doesn't relate to the Trumas Mechas of one out of 500. It doesn't relate to the Trumas Mechas of one of 50. It only relates to the last section of the officers and the commanders who claim that they needed an atonement, etc. And therefore, they're bringing it to the Beis Amikdash. That carbon was an atonement. And that is a zikor and a remembrance for generations. And therefore, the Zayr Arakia concludes that Taka, the Bahag, is wrong. The Ramban is wrong on behalf of the Bahag. And the Ramban himself, Taka, agrees to the Rambam that we don't count it as one of the, the, 60, one of the 613 mitzvahs because it is taken not 
for uh, generations. And we mentioned the Noide Yehuda. The Noide Yehuda, without again repeating all the details, he says that there's a difference between the one of 50 or the one of 500. The Trumas Mechas, which is one of 50, that doesn't apply for generations. Because in, in, in essence, in, 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 in essentially, the whole thing is out of hand. Why should they in, at all get a part of the spoils? They didn't do any. They weren't participating in the battle. They weren't even participating in protecting the gear which were needed for the battle. Therefore, that is what the Gemara relates and addresses to that Trumas Mechas. That doesn't apply for generations. But the Trumas Mechas, one of 500, which that is the 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 the, the tribute tithe, which is given by the, by the soldiers to the Koyanim that does apply for generations, and the Gemara never negated that. And that is the opinion of the Bahag and the Rambam. That's the reconciliation of the Neidibi Yehuda in Yerudea Simere Shalaf and Maduro Tinyona. Now, Rabbi Yeruchim Fischl Perlo. In us, his Sefer, in his monumental work, in Sefer HaMitzvahs on Rapsad Yigoyen, uh, in the last section, it, which is called the Parshios. So in the last section in volume three, on Parsha Samachay, the 65th Parsha, he brings all of this to our attention. He brings the Rambam to our attention. He brings the, the Bahak to our attention. He brings the Ramban to our attention. He brings the Zayra Rakia to our attention. And he brings the Nadi Behuda to our attention. And he lashes out at the Nadi Behuda. And he says, sorry, the Nadi Behuda is off, off, off track. What he says is insufficient and not good enough. Number one, he says an interesting thing. He says he claimed to make a distinction between the one of 50 and one of 500. And he says the Gemara and Menachas is addressing the one of 50. Well, sorry, says the, says the Rabbi Yeruchim Fischl Perla in his Biur. He says, you'll take out the Rashik Savyad. Now, you'll take out a Gemara Menachas, a standard Gemara Menachas, you will see that there is a standard Rashi, which is in, published in your standard Vilna Shas. Then you'll find a lower down, it says Rashi Ksavyad, Rashi from the manuscript. Okay, so Rashi in the Vilna Shas, your standard Rashi says one of 50. That's what the Gemara is discussing. But the Rashi in the manuscript says one of 500. How do you like that? That's what the Gemara is addressing. And that is the basis of the Zayra Rakia's question. He says, take a look at the words of the Zayra Rakia. When he refutes the Bahag and the Ramban, he says, he's talking about the text of Rashik Savyad, which that was the text he had. And on that, he understood that the Gemara says that the one of 500 is not for generations. And on that, he refutes the Bahag and the Ramban. In other words, what the Nadibi all wanted to say, that the one of 500 is for generations, and the one of 50 is not for generations. He says, had a text which read that the one of the 500 is not the generations. So what the Nehdi Behuda says is insufficient. So even though his pshat sounds like very nice and it seems to fit, but that fits only for the Rashi and the Vilna Shas, but not in the Rashi of the manuscript, which has one of 500. And even the Rabbeinu Gershoim 
also says like the Rashi in the Vilna Shas, and the Toysvis in Mesechta Yuma, Davchov Dalit, page 24a, also clearly brings the Talmud Yerushalmi of Mesechta Trumois, Perik Dalad Alocha Gimel, where there it says that we're discussing the one out of one of 50, and he says, therefore, when the Gemara in Mesechta Yuma also discusses the one of the, the Trumas Midyon, that's another Gemara, an interesting Gemara. And that is, so let's just finish with the Gemara in Menachas. So basically he says, number one, he says, you want to say the one of 500 is for generations? Well, according to the man, Rashi of the manuscript, in the manuscript and the text of the Zayra Rakia, even that is states that according to that, the, the Gemara also relates to that. And the Gemara also says that is not for generations. So the whole shot of the Bahag is refuted. That's number one. Number two, he says, he says he also goes into the in-depth, the nitty-gritty of what the Nebi Yehuda says. He wants to draw distinctions between the Trumas Mechaz of 150 and 1500. He says you can't draw any distinctions. You're all wrong. If one out of 50 doesn't apply for generations, the same should apply for one out of the 500. Take a look at the Nebi Yehuda's of the works of the Rabbi Yehuda official parallel. He explains himself. And the third shot, the third main refute is as follows. He says, this that the 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 Zayra Rakia concludes, and this is where he refutes the Zayra Rakia. He says the Zayra Rakia refutes the Bahag the, and the Ramban by saying that the Posuk at the end of the parsha relates not to the Trumas Mechas, but it relates to the Korbanos. And he says, and the mitzvah, which is for generations, the Bahag holds his Trumas Mechas. He says he got it all wrong. He says the fact is that the Bahag will also agree that what is for generations, only the last section, only the carbon, which has to be brought to the Beis Amigdash, that's what relates for generations. In other words, the, the one out of eight of 500, or the one out of 50, the Baha'i will also agree, doesn't apply for generations. What applies for generations is only what we learn at the end of the parsha. That's what the Ramban wants to say. So he says the Zayr Arakia doesn't understand the Ramban. The Ramban wants to be Mahadesh and tell us that what is for generations? Only the Korban, which is addressed at the end, where there it says the Korban of Yisrael. And therefore, that is also the opinion of the Bahag, he says. And therefore, when the Gemara says that Trumas Mechas doesn't apply for generations, even if it refers to the one out of 500, one out of 50, nevertheless, it can still be counted as one of the 613 mitzvahs because it's applying, it's relating to what the, the officers and the generals are bringing at the end of the parsha in, in parsha Smidion. I just want to also mention that Rabbi Akiva Eger and also the Rogachover Goin tell us that in Mesechta Menachos, there they have a gloss which sends us off to Gemara Mesechta Yuma. Gemara Mesechta Yuma, Dafchov Daladomadalef, there it discusses also. The amount of Trumas Adeshen, we know daily, it was a mitzvah to separate the ash, right? To take a section of the ash, which was on top of the altar, and remove it from, that's the mitzvah of Trumas Adeshen. So the question is, how much ash has to be removed from the Deshen? And the Gemara says, should we derive it from Trumas Meiser, that it should be one of ten, or should we derive it from Trumas Midian? Again, the Gemara mentions Trumas Midian. Now, the Gemara concludes that we don't derive it from Trumas Meiser, which is a tenth, one of ten. We don't either derive it from Trumas Midian, we derive it from 
the climates of the Menachis from a total of a third din. That's all good. But we see initially the Gemara wants to allow itself to derive a mitzvah for generations, which is the mitzvah of Trumas Adeshen, from where? From Trumas Midyon. So interesting there, Rashi says, according to all the Rashis, there Rashi says one of 500. In other words, the Gemara wanted to derive that a mitzvah, the halacha of Trumas Adeshen from Trumas Midyon, which is one of 500. There the Gemara doesn't conclude to say that it doesn't apply for generations. Well, the Nadeb Yehuda says that follows very well with my approach. The Gemara only negates the one of 50, but the Gemara doesn't negate the one of 500. And that's exactly what the Gemara wanted to treat and derive from Trumas Midian in Mesech to Yuma, Dafchav Daladamadalif. The fact is, Taisvis argues with Rashi there in Mesech to Yuma and says, no, let's rather not learn from Trumas Midian, because Trumas Midian wasn't for generations, number one. Number two, Toysvah says that we derive one of 50, not one of 500. So all of this is all connected. So let us not go there. I'm going to another reconciliation of the Rugged Shover going. Again, now let's just reset the button. We're resetting. And we're going back to another sequence of what the Rugged Shover going says. On the one hand, the Rugged Shover going used the Gemara in Mesechta Menachos, where the Gemara says that the Trumas Midian, right, which is the tribute tithe, which they brought in Midian, whatever it was, either one of 500 for the soldiers or the one of 50 for the ones who stayed behind, which were either given to the Kayanim or to the Levian, says the Rogachover going, because the Gemara says that it doesn't apply for generations. That's why that's a proof to the Rambam. But the Rambam says it was Yitzchak Hifrish Meiser and not Avram, because Avram was Mafrish a Meiser, which wasn't for generations. He, he was Mafrish Trumas Meches. He was Mafrish. He set aside a tribute tithe. That was to the Koyen. Okay. And that's why the Rambam doesn't say that Avram Hifrish Meiser was only Yitzchak Hifrish Meiser. Nevertheless, nevertheless, the Rogachover Goin has glosses on the Zayr Harakia. And that is. When he sees the Zayr refuting the Rab Ibn Gabiro, who counts the mitzvah of Trumas Mechas as one of the 613 mitzvahs, like the Baal Halachis Gdolis, and he holds it is for generations. And the Zayr refutes Rab Ibn Gabiro, okay, like the Ramban, like, excuse me, like the Rambam, of refutes the Bahag. And one of the refutes of the Zayra Rakia on the Azhores of Rab Shlomo Ibn Gabiru is like we mentioned till now, is that the Gemara says that it is not for generations, it is not Lederis, the Gemara in Menachis. Here comes the rugged shop. So we mentioned the Nadebi Yehuda's reconciliation, right? The difference between one of 50 and one of 500. Listen to a novel reconciliation of the rugged shop going. And here we find an interesting thing with the Rugged Shover Goin. On the one hand, the Rugged Shover Goin says that we can use this Gemara to substantiate the Rambam, that it doesn't apply for generations. On the other hand, he argues that we can't ask a question of the opposing opinion. In other words, to, to bring, to, to, to substantiate and support the Rambam, that it's not for generations, you have a straightforward Gemara. It says it's not for generations. On the other hand, to refute the ones who hold that this mitzvah is for generations, we can't question them from this Gemara 
because we can reconcile what the Gemara says. In other words, they may reconcile it as follows. Listen to his reconciliation. The Ragachover going says, Midian is a total different ball game. And that is as follows. And he says, therefore, the Balalachis Gdolis, who holds that the true Masmechas, the tribute tithe, does apply for all generations. And it's one of the 613 mitzvahs that applies to your standard regular war of the Amulchama. Amulchama. It could be a Melchemes Chayva or Melchemes Rishus. Now, there were any wars waged just to expand, expand the territory. They wanted to conquer, to make conquest, to expand the territory. So a king would like to wage his war to expand his territory. And therefore, he makes he conquests and he wages war. And on that, there are those types of wars. The true, the, there's a, the, 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 the Bahag, the Bala, says, we derive from Midian that the Trumas, there's a Trumas Meches, that after they wage war to expand, expand their territory, that's called Mechemes or Shus. That's an optional war. So then there's a special halacha of giving a tribute tithe to the Koyanim. Okay? And that applies for generations. Now the Gemara says that Midian, where they gave the, tithe, the tribute tithe, does not apply for generations. Says the Rogat Shavar going, don't ask a kasha. You can't refute the Bahak from this Gemara like the Zayar Harakia refutes it. He says, I will protect Rab Ibn Gabiru, and he does that frequently in his glosses because he is he is fascinated by the beautiful poetry of Rab Shloime Ibn Gabriel Gabiru, and he says his poetry is fascinating. And therefore, why you keep on refuting him? He doesn't like him. So even though in his whole approach and the counting of the mitzvahs, he seems to uh, the Zayda Rakia the Azhores. Go, sorry, the Azhores of Rav Shlemi Ibn Gabriel doesn't seem to eye to eye with the Rambam. Nevertheless, the Rogat Shavar going appreciates Rav Shlemi Ibn Gabriel in his poetry. And therefore, he says, even though he says that the Trumas Mechas is for generations, you can't ask a kasha on him from the Gemara, even though the Rogat Shavar himself uses this Gemara to prove the Rambam right. But a kasha from this Gemara, you can't ask on the Bahag. Why? He says, you know why? Midian is a different cattle of fish. Midian wasn't your standard war. Take out your chumish in Parshas Matos. In Parshas Matos, it says very clear as follows. Read in the Parsha. The Torah says that this war, this is not a it's not a type of war. It says as follows. Moshe Rabbeinu is commanded by Hashem as follows. Let's read. The, word, the words of the chumish reads. Let me just take out a Parshas Matos. In Parshas Matos, Kapitel Lamed Aleph, Pesach Gimel, it says, "Vayedaber Moshe Elohim Lemer, He holds a mitchem anoshim latzova, veYuval Midian losses nikmas Hashem beMidian to inflict Hashem's vengeance against Midian. It's nikama, it's vengeance." And the Ramban, there's a lengthy Ramban in Parshas Matos. And he makes it very clear. This is brought to our attention by the Rebbe in Lekutus Volume 2, in the additions in the Isophis, the Parshas Matos. The Ramban tells us that the, the, the Midian was different than Sichon Va'oig. That's where we find something novel by Midian, which is not found by Sichon Va'oig. When they wage war with Sichon Va'oig, which took 
which took place prior to the to Midian, there the Torah doesn't talk about kashering, right? To to to, to cleanse the kalim, to kasher, to make the kalim, the utensils, which were the spoils, to make them kosher, to kosher the vessels. Why says the Ramban? You know why? Because the rule is when the Jewish people wage war against their enemy. They're allowed to even eat non-kosher food. The din is, the Gemara says, even non-kosher food in order for the Jewish people to succeed in their war and they should have what to eat. So even if there's only non-kosher food, they may eat that food. The men are therefore, when they, there's the plunder, when they, the, the spoils of the non-kosher vessels, if they can eat non-kosher food, they can even take part of the non-kosher vessels. They don't have to kosher the vessels. But Midian has a different type of, a different, a total different cattle of fish, says the Ramban. Midian wasn't your regular war. Midian was for vengeance, was to take, that was vengeance of Hashem, Nikoma, to take Nikoma. That was vengeance. Oh, it's a total different ballgame, says the Ramban. For that, Hashem didn't permit them the non-kosher foods. And because Hashem didn't permit them to eat the non-kosher food, he also didn't permit them to take their spoiled, which are non-kosher vessels. And that's why we need to kosher the vessels. That's why it's found only by Midian. So we see very clear from this Ramban, but also from the Chumash, that the gather, this is what the Rogachava says, the gather of Midian was not Melchama. The criteria of Midian was Nikoma. Nikoma. And with this, he explains a lot of interesting things, which we find by Midian in Halacha, which is not like the regular war. The Dini is the Raman Paskins for us in Hilchas Malachim, that when the Jewish nation is waging war, you have to leave, it's, you're not allowed to close them up. Another surround them, encircle them from four, from all four sides. You have to leave at least one area, one side open for the enemy to run away, to run away. But if you encircle them, says the Ramban, if you will encircle them from all sides, what's going to excuse? Firstly, that's not merciful. You're not having any Rahmanus even on the enemy. You have to have Rahmanus on the enemy, number one. Number two, if they're going to feel encircled, they're going to become empowered because they have nowhere to run. So they're going to end up being, they're going to bring out deeper, a stronger strength against the Jewish people. And therefore, we have to leave at least one, uh, one side empty, open, for them to be able to run away. Says the Ramba, says the Rogachover going, there's a machloikas in the Sifri. If in Midian we have to have them, when it says Vyitzbu, Vyitzbu al Midian, they massed against Midian. So what does it mean they massed against Midian? So there are two opinions in the Sifri. One opinion says that they they, they encircled them, but they left a third, uh, a fourth side open. And another opinion says Vyitzbu al Midian, no, they encircled them from all four sides. They didn't leave a fourth side open for them to run away. Says the Rogachover, you know why Midian didn't have a fourth side and they were encircled from Malazaitan? You know why? Because it was vengeance. So therefore, there's no way we have mercy on them. We have to wipe them out and erase them from the face of the earth. That's why they have to be encircled from Malazaitan. That's the meaning of this opinion in the Sifri. Another difference, says the Rogachover going, it says in the Pasuk, he says to count the soldiers, okay? And it says in the Torah, 
Lechoil Matos Yisroel. It says in Parshas Matos, Elaf Lamata, you take a thousand from each tribe, and then it says Lechoil Matos Yisroel, from, right, for all the tribes of Israel. So those words seem to be superfluous. Lechoil Matos Yisroel. Why are they written? So there's a Machlekes in Sifri. There are two, excuse me, there are two versions in the text of the Sifri. One text reads, Lahoitzim Shevet Levi, meaning that Shevet Levi didn't take part in the war against Midian. And that would then identify it like with all wars, because with all wars, which the Jewish nation uh, wages, the Rambam says that the Levian, the Levites, don't take part in the wars. The Rambam says so in Hilchashmita at the end of Sefer Zroim in Hilchashmita So the same, this text which says, Lahoitzi Shevet Levi, meaning that Shevet Levi is not one of the thousand the thousand soldiers, they should not take part of the war of, of Midian to fight a wage against Midian. But another opinion says, another text which reads, that's Rashi's text. Dafka Shevet Levi were part, was part and parcel in waging and fighting and vengeance against Midian. Says the Rogachover going, oh boy, here we see that Midian is different than all the wars the Jewish nation wages against their enemy. Why all the wars, the Levites don't take part of the wars. Here they're taking part because this is a total different criteria. It's Nikoma. When the Nikoma vengeance for Hashem, so then all people have to take part, even the Levites. So that's another thing the Rogachova going says in Parshas Matos. Another interesting thing the Rogachova tells us in Parshas Matos. He says in Parshas Kisaitse, we read that when there is a war, which is a standard war, an optional war, the Yifas Toyar, if there's a woman, which one of the soldiers would find some, uh, would like to walk with one of the, the women in the, uh, which he captured, one of the captives, one of the women, which is, he finds favor in his eyes, he may take her and cohabit with her. That's the din of the Yifas Toyar in Parshas so that's the parsha kiseitze, where you find the din of the yifas toyar. Okay, listen to this interesting thing. So the Rabbi Chavarugoyin brings to our attention an interesting thing. The Gemara says in Mesech the Shabbos, and this is what's found in the Chumash which we mentioned, that the commanders and the officers bring a special atonement for themselves to the uh, with all the jewelry which they're giving consecrated to the Mishkan. Says the Gemara, and Rashi brings this. This is uh, and the Chumash says it's an atonement for them. So the Gemara says, what atonement did they need? What did they need in atonement? Says the Gemara, because they were thinking about the Midianite women when they were doing the vengeance, when they were wiping them out, they were thinking about them. Asks Taisvis, hero, thinking about Midianite women is a problem? You're even a lot of cohabit with them. You may even take one of them. Are you fast tires, mutter? So what could be wrong just about thinking about them? So you need an atonement? That's Teisvis Kasha in Mesech the Shabbos Daf Samach Dalad Amadalaf. Take a look at the Teisvis. Teisvis reconciles and says, the woman you cohabit with, you can think about. You can't think about another woman. An extra one you can't. You only allowed one. Yes, so that's why they needed an atonement. Take a look at the Teisvis. The Rabbi Shavar Goin says a Givaldic thing. The Rabbi Shavar Goin says, the dinner of your fast toya, where there's a permit for the soldier to cohabit with one of the women in the enemy, the enemy, the women, that's only in the normal regular war. But when it's a uh, the nikoma, when it's vengeance for Hashem, no, you fast toyar. 
That's not allowed. It's prohibited, says the Rabbi Shavar Goyen. The Mela, with this, we reconcile the question of Teisvis. That's why they needed an atonement. The Yifastor Atake is not allowed. Not like Teisvis says that the Yifastor is allowed. Criteria of Midian is a total different ball game. It's Nekoma. The Mela says the Rabbi Shavar, these are many different Nafkeminis La'alocha. If criteria of, of, of Midian is Nekoma, if it's vengeance, or it's like it's identified to all the standard wars. With this, the Rabbi Shavar says that even if we'll accept the Gemara Mesechte Menachas, Daf Ein Zayin, that the Gemara says that it's <coughs> that the 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 the, the tribute tithe is not Noyegledoros, right? And the one of the uh, five hundred is not Noyegledoros, or the one of fifty is not Noyegledoros. Says the Rabbi Shavar, what will the Bahag who says that it is Noyegledoros? He says Trumas Mechas is a mitzvah Ledoros. What will he do with this Gemara? Says the Rabbi Shavar, going it, the Gemara means as follows. Median per se is not Noegladurus. The one of 500 and the one of 50, which is when it is begeder nekama, when it's a criteria of vengeance, that doesn't apply for generations. That was an exceptional thing only by Midian, but for every other standard war, which is just to expand the territory, etc. There, there's still that still remains of one of five hundred to one of fifty, or one of five hundred, which is meant to go to the coin. With this, the Rabbit Shover reconciles the, the, the question of the Zayar Arakia from the Gemara Mesechta Menachis on the Bahag. Even though, for the Rambam, he says the Rambam will definitely learn that this Gemara seems to negate the mitzvah of Trumas Mechas in total, as mentioned originally. The Rogat Shavar Goin continues on, and he says, so what are we saying? That he's giving the Meiser, what is he giving Meiser from? He's giving Meiser from, okay, you know what? We'll just go on just a, a short while. Another, another a, a fine point. And that is, it's going back to the Parshas Lech Lecha, where in Parshas Lech Lecha it says, So interestingly, as follows. Uh, he, what is the, boot, the booty, right? What was plundered, so we have the spoils. The spoils from, the spo- listen to how many the spoils. The spoils from the, the, the four kings and the spoils from the five kings. Because realize, the four kings, the four kings wage war against the five. And everything which the five kings owned, the four kings rip them off and take and take all the spoils from the five, right? So they plunder whatever was owned by the five. That's what the Chumash says. And the four kings take it. Now Avram Avinu with Eliezer is coming to fight against the four kings. And they end up re- receiving in return everything which the, which the four kings uh, uh, take from the five. Exactly. And therefore, when we read in the Chumash, it says in the Chumash, He gives the Koyen, the Shem ben, ben, ben Noyach, he gives him, he gives him the Meiser, he gives him the Tithe. And then the Torah goes on to tell us that when it comes to the Melech's Doim, and Melech's Doim, he says, by the Melech's Doim, it's a different ballgame. By Melech's Doim, he says, you know what? I'm giving everything, I'm returning everything to the Melech's Doim. You get it? Melech Zayim was one of the five kings, right? Zayim Ba'amoira. So all of Melech Zayim, he takes nothing of Melech Zayim. It, like it says clearly in the Chumash, in Mechutvat Shrech Nal, I'm not going to take anything from Melech Zayim. He doesn't want to derive any benefit from Melech Zayim. Okay? 
And the reason in the Chumash it says because he doesn't want that Zdoim should claim that he made Avram wealthy. That's what it says in the Chumash. From the Gemara in Misech, the Chulin, it comes out from the Rashi that it was, a, it was regarded as theft. In other words, legally, he was meant to return it to Zdoim. And we'll soon see why. And that is discussed, why that was regarded as if to say that if, Yaak, if Avram would have kept it, it would have been thievery, so to speak, and therefore he had to return it legally. We'll soon see. But the, let's go on. It says, So the Panam Yofi says, what is the Mikoil? Plainly, it seems that he gives the Maser from what? From the spoils. So why does it say Mikhail? It could have just said Vaitelemaiser. After he waged war and he wins the war and he this plunders, he plunders the spoil and booty. So he gives him the Maiser from the booty. Why does it say Mikhail? So the so the Panami office claims that you know what the Mikhail is? The Mikhail means even from the section which he's gonna end up giving back to Zdoim, like it says in the sequence of the Parsha, nevertheless. Because originally he, he, he conquered it and he owned it. So once he conquered it and he owned it, therefore he's giving Maser, he's giving the Truma to the coin from everything that he owned. And then he gives everything back to Zdoim, saying that I want that one's Zdoim to claim that he made me wealthy. In other words, he says legally, if Avram Avinu, by waging war, and he basically says, based on the Gemara Mesech de Gitin, that kibush mulchama, when one makes conquest of another country or of another people, so the etzim waging war and for, and being success, successful in the war, and so conquest of war is acquisition, makes acquisition. So therefore, he acquired everything which was belonging to the five kings. He acquired everything which belonged to the four kings. And therefore, now he's returning it on his own accord. He didn't have to return it to Zdaim, says the Ponim Yafos. And that's why before he returns it, because everything belonged to him, he has to give Maiser to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And that's why it says, Maiser Mikhail, even from the section which he eventually gives back to Zdaim. That's the take of the Panami office. Panami office concludes that he'd rather not learn that way because he says, there, if that's the case, if Avram would have acquired everything, he really had no right to give it back to Zdoim because then there's a prohibition, a transgression of Loisechonim. Loisechonim means you're not allowed to give just a gift away to another, to the to, to, to idol worshiper. And therefore, he had no right to give it to Zdoim. He's just giving him a gift in return. On what basis? So if he originally owned it, he couldn't give it to him as a gift. So he had to keep it. And if we see he gives it back to him, it doesn't mean to say he gives it back to him. It means he never, never acquired it. But it doesn't explain why he doesn't acquire it. Why didn't he acquire that section? Listen to the Rabbi Shomer going. Now, in general, uh, from the Ramban, it also seems that he, he gives the tithe also from the section which belonged to Zdoim. In other words, tithes were given to everything Avram uh, conquered. Nevertheless, he gives back that section to Zdoim. And there are many discussions in the in the Mephoshi Torah 
in the parashia, in the say the parashia is from the Aderes, in the in the Maril Diskin, the Meshachochme exactly on what basis, and in the Ponim Yofes, and in the Samsefer, on what basis was it that Avram, what gave, what was the legal, the legal acquisition, which Avram, which Avram Avinu made, which allowed, and also the Marsha Mesech Techulin, which, what were the legal acquisitions, uh, uh, which he, uh, 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 which, uh, which uh, gave him the right to, to keep all of the booty, which was plunder. Okay. Now, the, the Rabbi Chover Goyen says a, a fascinating thing. Listen to what the Rabbi Chover Goyen says. The Rabbi Chover Goyen says, everything which belonged to the, to the, to the kings who are killed, to the kings who are killed, so they, all of that property, Avram acquired. But everything which belonged to the kings which remained alive, which remained alive, their property he did not acquire. And therefore says the Rogat Shavar going, what happened with Zdoim, right? What does it say? Melech Zdoim, right? He ends up saving. What does it say? It says clearly, Vayikhu. He says, it says clearly, Vayikhu. The Chumash, it says, Vayikhu has called Rechush Zdoim, Vayikhu has sloit. So the four kings conquer all the property of Zdaim and Amorah and all of Light and his property. And then Avram Avinu wages war against them. And what does he do? He ends up returning all what belonged, yeah, what well, we belonged, all the Rechush, what belonged to Light, etc. And Melech Zdaim comes out across to him and he greets, he greets Avram Avinu, Avram Avinu, correct? Okay, says the Rogat Shavar going as follows. He says that what was plundered from the four kings, he was able to keep. How did Avram Avinu wage war and how was he successful in winning the war? Now Rashi and Chumash says that he only had 318 soldiers with him and Rashi actually brings, that's what the Chumash says, Rashi brings that he didn't even have 318 soldiers. He had Eliezer with him. That means it was him and Eliezer. So what's going on here? Guess what? So shame, according to the Gemara Mesech the Sanhedrin, Dav Kuf Ches, page 108, and Dav Kuf Tes, page 109. And this is also found, <clears throat> so the Gemara says that Shem, the son of Noach, asks Eliezer, how did you wage war and win the war? You're only individuals. How were you able to win over on those four kings? Guess what? He says, you know what? Because when we, too, we had the dust, we just picked up some dust, and Avram Avinu, we threw it at the enemy, and you know what became of the dust? From the dust became swords, and the swords killed the enemy. And then we peeled up, we picked up straw, and from the straw became arrows. We threw straw at the enemy, and it became arrows. And the Gemara says it's exactly what happened. Says the Gemara, Kodesh Baruch Hu, before Avram had to wage war against the four kings, Kodesh Baruch Hu sat on the right side of Avram Avinu, and the Mephoshim say he brings the angels, Malach Michal, and together with the angels, he wages war against the four kings, and therefore the dust become. The dust become swords, and the and the and the and the straw become become arrows, and with that he wipes out the enemy. Wow, Givaldic. Now listen, what happens? So according to that, he was able to keep. Says the Rogachover as follows. So the whole miracle, the whole war was based on what? One on, on miracles, based on miracles. The din is as follows. 
Now, by the way, this miracle earth, right? This miracle dust is also recorded in sequence of the Gemara and Sanhedrin and also on Mesechdes Tainis Davchafalov with Nochem Ishgamzu. And Nochem Ishgamzu also had to bring a gift to the emperor and they stayed overnight in a motel and they ripped off all the jewels which were supposed to be given as a gift. And the, the, the people in the motel, right, part of the get the gift from the guest house, ended up taking out the jewels and take give it, put him, fill it up with dust. And then he brings it and he says, Gamzula Taiva, it's all for the good. And he brings it to the emperor and they says, What are you giving us dust? And they wanted her what? They wanted her like behead him. And then Eliyahu another reveals himself. And he says, maybe this is the dust which Avram Avinu waged war against the four kings. Rashi explains. And therefore, that's so you should know. And it says, the Gemara says that the emperor, the Roman emperor, had some enemies he wasn't able to conquer. And he used that of the dust. And it worked for him. Says the Gemara with that. That's all. That's the Gamzul Taka worked for, for, for Nochemish Gamzu. And the Gemara says for that, he got a special gift from jewels and special jewels and, 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 and precious gems, which the emperor, the Roman emperor gave back to Nochemish Gamzu. Nochemish Gamzu travels back and stays overnight in that hotel. And the fellow say, what were you, uh, why, how do you merit to get all those special things? He says, because we gave him such dust, which Avram Avinu so he says, where'd you get the dust? The dust which we got from your house. So the guy dismantles his house and brings all the dust from underneath his house. And he goes to the Roman emperor and it doesn't work this time, it didn't work. You get it? Because <laughs> it was Eliyahu Anavi and HaKadosh Baruch Hu, which injected that dust, but it wasn't just the plain dust. So therefore, so all the enemy, the, the people from the motel were beheaded by the Roman emperor. But Nachemish Gamza was saved, thanks to HaKadosh Baruch Hu's nest with Eliyahu Anavi. That's the sequence of the Gemara in Sanhedrin, the Gemara in, in the Misech Tatayin is Davchafalef. So the Rogat Shover going says to us as follows. Rogat Shover says, Rashi tells us, in Misech, the time is Davchov Dalet, page 24, Rashi says, It's prohibited to derive benefit from something you acquire via a miracle. Rashi says a prohibition. Osur. It's not just a good trait, not for whatever, but it's prohibited. It is a prohibition, says Rashi. In Misech, the time is Davchov Dalet. The man says the Rogat are going as follows. When it came to the four kings, so the miracle wiped them out, knocked out the four kings and killed them. Now, the din is, so how did they acquire the, the, the booty, right? What was plundered, so the, 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 the booty, right? The, the spoils, did he acquire via a miracle? No, the kings were killed via a miracle. Because the kings were killed via a miracle, so, there was no, so then all the property becomes ownerless. Because there's no more owner, the owner's dead. So the owner which was killed via a miracle is not here. So his property becomes ownerless. So the ownerless property of Rama Vinu can acquire because it's now an indirect benefit from the miracle. It's not a direct benefit from the miracle. The miracle just killed the owner. Now, once there's no owner, so the property is ownerless. So therefore, all those spoils of Rama Vinu can acquire. Says the Rogat going, all of those spoils he gave Miser from because he acquired them. He was allowed to acquire it because that is an indirect benefit uh, from the mess. So that allows him to acquire it. And the thing is, when you acquire something as spoils in a war, you have to give Miser. So that from that it says, Vaitale Miser Mikhail. But when it came to this dime, 
The kings were remained alive. Light remained alive. Stein, the Melech's Stein remains alive. You get it? What did the miracle attain? The miracle attained, what did it gain for him? The miracle made that the, 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 the property which was stolen from the four kings, from the five kings, doesn't be, we may become ownerless. It was theft, it was thievery. The four kings ripped off the five kings, their property, right? Now that the, therefore, we killed the four kings, the, what, what the four kings owned, Avraham Avinu acquires, because their property is ownerless, but the property of the five kings, which was stolen by the four kings, goes back to their original owner. But to say that Avraham Avinu acquired it because he waged war, and when you wage war, that makes acquisition, like the Gemara says in Gitin, says the Rabbi Chavar going, that's my sinisim. He acquired it via a miracle. And it's prohibited to derive benefit from a miracle. So he couldn't have acquired halachically, legally, the property of Zdoim. So therefore, he did not give tithes from the property of Zdoim. Because tithes you have to give from your own property when you acquire. But the property of Zdoim he wasn't allowed to acquire. Because that he acquired, that he attained, that he gained via the miracle. Because that's the way, that's what released the property of Zdoim. You get it? I hope you understand that that was a direct benefit. Because that was a direct benefit, he wasn't allowed to acquire it. Because he wasn't allowed to acquire it, therefore he didn't give tithes from it. Therefore, he gives everything back to Zdoim. He gives everything back to Zdoim, and he didn't set, uh, separate tithes from what he returns to Zdoim. The Rekha goes on to continue and explain different details of the Haftarah, but because we're definitely over time. So with this rugged shover, with the way he analyzes the difference between the, 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 the spoils of the other kings and the spoils of Zdaim, uh, it, it can reconcile many other uh, questions raised and issues raised by the Panam Yafis and other Mufarshim, but time doesn't allow to elaborate. Uh, so thanks a lot for, uh, 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 with this we end. We ended long ago, but uh, thanks to Menchi, our technician, they allowed us to continue uh, recording the share. And thanks very much for all those who continued hanging in. And again, Yashikaya, thank you, Rabbi Ankel Rapp, for great, dedicating great. the share for the memory of your father, Chabil Aliyas Nishmasai. And Yashikaya, uh, everybody out there, keep safe. I just want to conclude with mentioning that uh, Zayn Cheshm is the yard site from Rameer Shapiro from Lublin right, from the Chachme Lublin, who was instituted at Afyoimi, etc. Uh, also, let me just bring to your attention, there was a special relationship of the Rugged Shover with Rameer Shapira. Rameer Shapira wanted the Rugged Shover to employ the Rugged Shover as a Rosh Hashiva, because he wanted to try to attract the whole European jury and all the students to come to, to, to Lublin to study in his yeshiva. So he felt that if he would employ the Rogachover Goin, who was a Welts Goin, and everybody knew of the Rogachover Goin, if he'll make him the Rosh Yeshiva, he will, uh, he will uh, be able to attract many more students. And there is a lot of correspondence between the Rogachover and Rameer Shapira in the response and correspondence. It's the Rogachover, and he mamish bent backwards to give the Rogachover all 
the request the Rogachava needed to make himself comfortable. But at the end of the day, it seems like other individuals, Rogachava started to, to realize that there are issues over there involved. There were some politics which got caught up there, it seems. And there were others who queried if the Rogachava will be successful. Chachmi Lublin, because of his great, his great, geni- great genius, they were unsure if he was able to relate to the students. So others wanted, to, I don't know if they wanted to torpedo it, but therefore it didn't uh, come to fruition. Uh, and it never be- became. I just read in this week's Hamodia that actually Rabbeir Shapiro wanted to, he wanted to make Aliyah Larity Stroll, he wasn't Zoycha. And he wanted a, in Tferia or in Svas, he wanted to build four buildings, and one of the buildings should be set aside for a separate section, they're right, the different sections, Shisha, Sidra, Mishnah. He wanted each building should be set, set aside for a separate section of the Talmud. Shisha, Sidra, Mishnah, one separate, each building should have a separate Rosh Hashiva. And each building should, each Rosh Hashiva should teach a different section of the Talmud, a different section of the Mishnayis. And over there in the Hamidiyah, I'm a Furish it says that the Rameir Shapiro considered to have the Rogat Shavar come to Eretz Yisrael and be a Rosh Hashiva in one of the buildings. And it, it never occurred, whatever, it never happened. Also, I would like to mention that, if I recall correctly, it's also, yes, it should be, yes, Chusay Yogan Aleinu Rameir Shapiro was a Gvaldi Keid, and the Rebbe, he came to, he was at the Rebbe's wedding. Everybody knows he was in Warsaw at the Rebbe's wedding, and he gave the Rebbe his Shailah Tzuchuvus Eur Ameir, and it's in the Rebbe's library, and he inscribed it as a gift to the Rebbe, and they talked in learning during the Rebbe's, during the Rebbe's wedding, the Friedrich Rebbe, the previous Rebbe, the father-in-law of the Rebbe, requested of the Rebbe to this talk in learning with Rameir Shapiro, and they talked in learning, and by one of the Fabrengans, the Rebbe mentioned this, that he talked in learning with Rameir Shapiro, and he received a Durin Drosh, a Yishayla and it's in the, in, the, in the Rebbe's library today, and he mentioned, they discussed the whole thing, Rameir Shapiro, in one of his responses, he discusses a Rashi in Chumash, the Rebbe addressed it in one of his sikhs throughout the years. I don't remember what year it was. You can check it out. Another thing I would like to mention, another great uh, Rav, who was a Rav in, in, the, in Brooklyn, in, in the United States, Rab Simcha Elberg. Rab Simcha Elberg was a Talmud of of Rab Menachem Zembe in Warsaw, and he was a big, Givaldic guy. He was a big Agudist. He worked for the Aguda. He was also uh, the right-hand man of Rabbi Moshe Feinstein, Oliver Sholem. And he was a very big activist for Yiddishkeit. He was also, he authored the Hapardis, the Torah publication. But he was a very strong, staunch uh, 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 activist and a, a gewaltig, uh, dedicated person to the Rebbe's in Yonim, whatever the Rebbe had to implement, he was a key person, he used to come to the Rebbe's Fabrengans regularly, continuously, always by the Rebbe's Fabrengans, and always recorded and repeated the Rebbe's Fabrengans in his, his Torah publication, and also implemented many different shlichasin uh, for the Rebbe, and I believe today Zion Cheshman is his yard site. His Mamele Yiyah, Zichrei Baruch, he also he had left child, passed away childless, like Rameir Shapiro. So Yiyah, Zichrei Baruch, it should be with Zikorin. I'll call upon it with this, we end. Keep safe. L'chaim, levracha. Thanks for having, thanks for coming. Good night. Agutenach.